Welcome to Roxor Media's Martial Arts Stuff Podcast, Episode 7. Today we discuss belt testing and whether or not to make it mandatory. Um, today's audio is pretty bad. I made a mistake in the recording. I was going to junk the episode, but we had such a good conversation that I wanted to put it out anyway. Uh, today we are joined by uh, Leana from our Roxor Media forums and my wife, Jen. So if you'd like to get in touch with us or see more... Uh, we are at www.roxormedia.com. That's R-O-X-O-R media.com. Uh, if you enjoy the music, it can all be found at podsafeaudio.com. Enjoy the show and thanks for listening. So, now our last and final topic of martial arts stuff. We are now. We now can welcome our martial arts stuff listeners after an hour of talking on Podzor. Wow! Yeah. So we now, have, just now, we're just exactly now we're going to start talking about martial arts stuff, and uh, we have a what potentially could be a short topic for the week. I have no idea, but um, the topic for the week is: Should students test for belts? Ooh. And you and I had talked about this and said, you know what? Why don't we stop arguing about this and we can wait and argue about it while we're being recorded? Day. Are you saying, should they be required to test for belts? Yes. Wow. And just sort of belt testing philosophy in general. Because I know at, at Chuck's, for example, and Chan does the same thing, where it's pretty much up to the student to go to the instructor and say... I am ready to test for a belt. Yes. So you can potentially go through years at a school and never get a belt at all. Correct. Yet still continue on in your training. See, I disagree with that. And I know I'm not a martial arts person, but just as a student, I mean, the reason you pay a teacher is to guide you. And so if you don't set goals and you don't know what it means to reach that goal... It, it's overwhelming and you never see the end and you never, it's all over the place and you don't, and from everything I've read and learned and studied, martial arts is about discipline and I, I just, yeah, I think, why, you know, why wouldn't you just like rent a video and do it at home then? Yeah, it was more true than that. And really I, say I know I'm oversimplifying. I've never tested for a belt in my entire life except for my black belt at Chuck's. But you're one right. person. Right. Well, and everybody learns differently. Right. 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 It is. So you probably fly through those belts if it was required, but for the people who need more guidance. Ah, but you learned all the same things I would have had to learn to get through those other belts. And I disagree. I just never tested. I just never tested. And, and see, for you, that worked. But if you had had to test for the belts, would it really have been that big a deal? Because you learned it anyway. So what's the big deal? But then it's also yeah, it's a discretion. The big deal is for the people like me that need your goals. Right. See, I disagree. I don't want to be forced to take a belt. And when we're talking about going to Tai Chi, something that panicked me was the idea that I'm going to be forced into... But you're not, you're not right, forcing I mean. the belt what unless saying, though, you want to move exactly. on to the next What they're belt. saying is, are they required? Well, no, I see what Jen's saying is that, it is that, for example, you can't learn the orange belt form until you have an orange belt. Right. But, so if you want to go over the yellow belt form mm-hmm. for four years... That's what I'm saying. So you're saying you should be required. That's a choice. So you're saying well, you should be required. In my that mind, means. it's like going through a college course... 
and never having tests throughout and just having final exams. You can opt out of all those other things. If I'm really great at math, I can opt out of all the other classes because I already know all the stuff. Well, you I still have to take the test to opt out. Well, wait, what if I took the test to opt out of all the math classes entirely to say, give me credit for, I want to take the top, top math test. I want to take my black belt math test. Well, you know, the I don't think your black belt math now, test. Well, you yeah. have to, cons but you couldn't do that. You couldn't you do that. You still have to test you have that to take every single I one. No, that's what I'm saying is, if I went to a college and I said, I know all this other math stuff, and they say, well, show me the credits. They should. Well, I don't have any credits. Then they'll say, then you'll have say, to take a test you'll have every class. class. You'll equivalency. Have to, you'll have to take an equivalency test. To see so, you go. if 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 you wanted to. If, if all you wanted to do was take your black belt test, what I think you should have to do is one month take your yellow belt test, the next month take your orange belt test, the next month, or that's or right. every day, or whatever, but you have to go through all of the requirements for that belt. I think that's fine. If your objective is I want to test for my black belt, I would certainly wouldn't have any problem testing for each one of the belts, white through da 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 to black. But should my learning be stopped by the color of my belt? Well, should me as a no, teacher No, no, I'm not thing? saying that. If you already know it, See, then what if you don't? Just what, take what, the test. What if I'm saying I come to a class and I know all the white belt stuff front to back, no problem? I How do you know you know it backwards? How do you know you know it? What if your instructor says you know it? I mean, this point if is, your instructor says you know it, then, then you pass, pass the, the test. test. What if you haven't taken the official test yet? Well, you'd have to show him that you know it, wouldn't you? He's no, not just going to take the word you know for it. it. But that's my point is, I didn't officially test for any of my belts. Well, well I learned all that stuff and proved that I knew it. Do I have to take an official test? How did you prove that you knew it? day? Because well, I knew we now, well, now this, is, this is the thing, right? Is that, I guess there's a couple things that go behind this. Is that, one, what do you define as a test? Right. Well, there really is probably the biggest question. Well, and to me, what what I think when, for, for example, I just took my yellow belt test of chance. Uh, I'm getting my belt on Saturday, by the way. Um, but what it is, in my opinion, is it's an opportunity to check yourself. It's an opportunity to say, I am going to stand in front of my instructor alone and do the techniques that are required to get to my yellow belt so that I know I can have confidence moving forward that I do know this stuff. Well, we're getting off topic. The question was, should they be required? Yes, there, there is. There is certainly benefit. There is benefit to doing all that. And the I other, don't, no doubt about that. The other side of that is that it also gives the instructor a chance to see where the students may be not learning as well as they should and gives an opportunity to adjust the curriculum to say, oh, geez, is this, is this the first time this person has done this activity is on the test? I have to rethink how I'm teaching the class. Ah, yeah. You're saying that with some insight that a lot of people don't have. No, it happened at Chance. Did it? It happened at Chance. We did uh, we did a technique where it was sort of a walking technique. You saw it. You mm -hmm. saw me do it with the guy. And I had done it once before, so I kind of got it. The guy that I, went, I, he, the guy that I did it with was clueless, and he was stumbling all over the place. Not his fault. 
He did in the four months. months that I've been there, we did it once. Ah. And so to that's me, interesting. it's an opportunity for Chan to go, boy, both these guys were a little bit stiff when they did this particular technique. I need to remember to start working on that more. Right. So it is, it's an opportunity for both the instructor and the student. You're right. And the opportunity is, is there. But now you got to consider the venues, right? There's a drastic difference between the way I grew up learning my martial arts and the way a lot of people do. Right. I'm, I'm a garage martial artist. Right. I learned all my martial arts in a garage right. with a guy who knew martial arts. And typically it was me and him and one other person, and that was it. So we have well, a, lot a, big difference a lot of individual attention. I do think the larger the school, the more important the requirement is. Because there are people, and, and Chance does this too, he does not require belt testing. And some guy comes up to me and, you know, sort of adjusts my form, who's not wearing a belt at all. And I've been there for four months. I kind of know who's there, but I have no idea what level they're at. Right. Should I listen to this guy? Should I not listen to this guy? If I'm having problems with a form, who do I go to? I have a clue. Yeah. And so I, I really think that, like I say, I think it should be required. I think you should have to, I think you should have to stop what you're doing. Well, again, like I said, there's a lot of variables. you got to consider the environment that the school is made of. Is it a more of a traditional martial art? You have lots of students. Like I said, for me, if it's me, my instructor, and one of the guy, do I have to have a belt? I because so. I'm going to know what the other guys are knowing because I learned with them. I think at some point, if, if I were an instructor of two people in my garage, at some point, I would want to stop them and say, Okay, let's take a look at the requirements for Yellow Belt. And in a month, I'm going to take both of you guys through one class. And the only thing we're going to do for that class is make sure that each of you know all of these requirements for Yellow Belt. Because what happens is, otherwise, what happens is, is you go to class for two years... And then after two years, you realize that there's a yellow belt requirement that you never learned. Because nobody stopped and said, we need to review this and make sure you guys... Now, I guess the other side of it is, is that what are you in it for? Right. Like, there are no belts in yoga. Right. Because people don't really care. Right. They just go and do yoga, and yoga is done. And they... Right, that's what and you, you can get good benefit from doing Tai Chi without any sort of rank or belt. Right. You're just following someone, I mean, depending on how you do it. Right. Some guy's in front leading and you follow. He can do the most complicated thing he wants. I mean, you can do the top end form, and if you follow him along, they're usually going pretty slow. You can catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you go so yeah. slow. You know, and... <clears throat> so well, it's probably one of those issues, too, that I don't think any issue is black and white. But my thinking is... I think you should have to test. Yours isn't. And I think it's got to be particular to the school. Like, I do kind of agree with Sterling right. that, you know, two guys in a garage with one guy is following you pretty closely. Right. It, it's got to be up to the instructor. Right. And and I do think Dan made a good point with, I mean, even if you're, I don't know how the levels go, but like, you know, 10th level, super duper 
kung fu artist of the world master. It's like with anything, the minute you stop challenging yourself, you really aren't a master anymore, no matter how much you've already learned. So for the teachers to be able to say, you know, I mean, I know when I had to learn hands-on things and people will tell me how to do it a certain way and I'll watch them and I'll say, well, you're not doing it that way. Well, they're so used to doing it that they need to be checked once in a while too, you know, to make sure they're teaching correctly, to make sure they're not leaving anybody behind, to make sure they're fast-forwarding their students that are great and know a lot of stuff and get through and, you know, get them through and move them on instead of keeping the whole class and, you know, some people are getting bored, some people are getting frustrated. Well, if people are frustrated, have a test to shoot for, it's a small goal. It's like going for your bachelor's degree. When you're a freshman, it's like the whole, it's just the end of the world to get to that end. When you're a senior, you can see the light, and all of a sudden you're re-motivated, and you're like, I can do it. Right. Right. Stop <laughs> buying books, and you stop going to <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you're 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 fucked, you're fucked, you pass, you pass. Yep. <laughs> But, I mean, you have all these little goals. At the end of each semester, you have grades, you you reached a goal, you get a break, or you get to, you know, rethink things. Yep. Well, there's definitely benefits. Well, I'm not going to deny that. And it's the kind of thing where, um, for example, if if you read a great book, there's no test at the end of the book. Right. But if you take a class about great writing, there's a test at the end of the class. Yes. And... And there are projects and tests all throughout to get you ready for that big test at the end of the class. And so it's it's not that, you know, one person knows less than the other, but when you're done with the class and you've, let's say you've got an A in the class, there is there's a guaranteed level of competence in that particular comp in, in in that particular topic that that person will know. And without a belt system and without any belts, you have no guarantees of competence. Right. If you're okay with that, then I guess you're okay with that. Right. I have a tendency to get frustrated with that. Um, more than anything else, especially a chance, because I don't know the guys. Right. And when they don't wear their belts, it's just well, like, dude, I don't know what's going on. You have a penchant for the traditional... And I, I do not I, the traditional. I do not. Right. <laughs> well. So you kind of have opposite ends of the spectrum here, which yeah. is actually kind of good for actually, a debate. I, 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 mean, I thought it would be, that's one of the reasons I thought it would be a good topic, is because it, 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 I think on this particular topic, we have a tendency to be on opposite, on opposite sides of it. Yeah. yeah. So my, my feeling is, is that what, what it comes down to is, I do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, after me, I, I would, have, I would hesitate to say make them required, but I would definitely say they are helpful. And and if I ran a school, I would probably encourage. I would probably be hesitant to not have people testing for belts, mainly because, like you said, it's it's easy. It helps other students. Even if I know who's capable of things, like you said, that's right. that's probably the best point I think you made was if I'm a student and you know we've got people in our classes that sometimes they'll give us you know advice and right. we kind of have to scratch our chins and go, uh, is that really good to take? Yeah, do I do I take that advice or do I just wait and ask right. somebody who I know I can take the advice from? 
Well, and the other issue that, that came up for me, and, and one of the reasons this topic came up is for my yellow belt testing, there was about a month before my testing came up, and I had already moved on to the second form. And about a month before my test came up, I went back to the first form. And I... Why had it been... Why, why didn't you test when you were ready to test? Why did you move on to the next belt before you could test? Because the testing at Chan's, he, he has them once every two months. I say, I disagree with that. And I think that goes along with sort of what you were feeling about it, is that I think when you're... Some people will be faster and some people will be slower, and if you have to test, you should be able to say, I'm ready today. Well, the thing is, is that you, for example... So that I, then you can move on at your own pace. Well, and, and I was starting to learn the second form, even though it's technically a yellow belt form and I didn't have my yellow belt yet. But weren't you, wasn't it a little confusing? No, I mean, it was, a, it, was, it was a very natural progression. That essentially was, you know, me moving on without a belt, which is fine and he lets you do that. But about a month before my test... I went back to the first form and sort of dedicated that month to working on the first level stuff. Oh, but because you did that, after you took your test, you knew that inside and out. And that's the thing, is that I feel a lot more confident. And in fact, the, the first few days that I started working with that form, that I went back to it, I had a hard time with it. And I was like, wait a minute, I stopped working on this and I moved on to the next form because I felt like I had it. And now I realize I don't have it because, you know, standing up by yourself in front of your instructor doing your form right. is a lot different than doing it in the middle of class. Well, on that, that's the question. What if you hadn't gone back, hadn't have gone over that stuff, and just came into your test, did it, and kind of flubbed it up? Does he fail you or does he pass you? I wouldn't have passed the pretest. Ah. He would have pretested me and said, you know what, there's another one in January. Why don't you sort of work on some of that stuff okay. and come back in January? Because that's a fine point, too. Although yellow belt's a gimme. you, you got to consider, you know, failure. I mean, you know, at, at our school, you know, with Chuck, right, with innovative martial arts is he doesn't let you test until you basically have passed. And I think that's a formality. Yeah. I think that's what most schools do because I don't think you want to fail people. Right. I think failure is essential when you're learning. Well, Steve I Barnes. think you learn so much more from from little failures as long as as long as there is encouragement and then you can learn the right way to do it. I think if you yeah. constantly have success, you never push yourself. I would like never do a pretest because I would prefer to have him watch me go through everything and then go, You're not ready yet. That's, that's, that's still a failure. failure. That's but that lets me get up on test day yeah, in front of everybody. Test and go well, and I'm sure he doesn't want that either because that makes him look bad as a teacher and it makes right. his school look bad. Right, yeah. So I'm sure that's not anybody's goal. <laughs> but I wonder if there are schools that do that because some schools you got to pay your testing fee. Right. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's 35 for chance. Yeah. You're kidding. No, okay, paid, that's I, bullshit. I paid, uh, I, that was like a, uh, Forrest for Chuck's, 100 and something, 120? Uh, something like that. Yeah. You're kidding me. Nope. No, no. They supply you with your water. Well, think about it. It's their time. I don't give a shit. You are paying for the class. They are your teacher. That is part. I think you pay that is. Tuition for school, don't you? And once I pay the tuition, I'll pay to take my final at the end of the class. You pay for your books. You though. pay for your books. I pay for my books, just like you guys pay for your ghee and your shoes you and everything else. 
Like for a time. Oh my god, I'll buy you the fucking belt. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you all belts. That's ridiculous. But 35 bucks is pretty reasonable. I mean, that's, a, in my opinion, a reasonable testing fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the black belt test at Chuck's is, is a huge production. Oh, yeah. I mean, that helped them. Maybe paying for that one is okay. Because they have a huge amount of people, and they do the, the potluck afterwards, and there's a bunch of other stuff there. There's the Koran bit, and the necklace, and the... Right. So, I mean, you get... It's way more than that money's big as far as I'm concerned. Because that carry alone is worth the carry alone. Yeah, it's like worth 300 bucks. So I had no problem with all that. No, no, no. And there are other things they had to take care of because they're, I mean, your martial art is registered, and I don't know if you have to, what stuff you end up having. I think you have to have a registration fee and all that jazz. Right. Which other, which all the foundations make you. Certificate. Yeah, so. When you get. Money out of that because of the you know. But the piece of advice too, because you know that you'll never pay that fee unless you're ready to get through it. I mean, I I, I, I think the only way you can really fail a test is if you have a nervousness problem. Right. And if you do everything 100% on the pretest, and then you sort of get up there and fall apart. <laughs> And that's true. Up on the floor. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what, you know, Chuck's black belt test, there's no pretest for that. Oh, God, it could. <laughs> no you should only have to do that test once. I I kind of thought I never went through the red belt. You went, You took a red belt test. No. Yes, you did. I did? Yes. <laughs> you took a red belt test. I did? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. I thought so. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. I thought it was a red belt. I thought you did. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I did. I don't yeah. Know. No. Wow. <laughs> I think the closest thing you can get to a pretest for that thing is your red belt test. Or a triathlon. Or a triathlon. The higher That test you only want to do once in a lifetime. I would be very curious to sit on a bunch of just a bunch of black belt tests yeah. and see. I know. I, so I actually to would too after seeing Dan's test. I so test. want to go to another black belt test. Yeah, I want to see what everybody else does just yeah. as a comparison because I, that was one of the things. I mean, say anything else you want about anything else. Yeah. That test for me was a huge rite of passage. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And I proved some things to myself that I don't right. think I would have yep. in any other place, any other school I've been to to this point. I, I think when you pass agree. that test... You never, ever, ever question that you earned that belt. Right. Like, right. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge. huge. Yeah. I think that's huge. Well, and, you know, if... I don't know. You know, there's there, there's just a lot of different aspects to it. But I really think that, you know, like I say, sort of stopping and checking yourself is, is an important part of the process of making sure that... Um, not only are you learning the techniques, but you're also learning the system. And you, in turn, are learning to teach the system. And, you know, it's... I, I Dan, do you have any opinions about this? No. You're the only one who has an opinion. Now, now, wait a minute. Your, your husband has an opinion about this, though, right? No, I mean, you've taken classes before. What do you think? Oh, I've taken one class. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, my husband is more... Um, he wants it for the enjoyment of the art. Not, it's more of a status feeling to him because he's been in a lot of places where people wore the belt and the belt was a symbol for them that I'm mm -hmm. better than you. Ah, uh, and it's so, really ego driven. Yeah, and so he's not 
it's not an atmosphere that he's real crazy about for everybody. Yeah, I guess that's that's a good point. Is that there's a danger in that that it can start to become a real ego thing, right? Um, Saying which goes against everything that I've ever read martial arts has to do with. I mean, there's a lot of humbleness. Yeah, Yeah. it still happens though. Yep. So. I mean, he'll still do them probably, but it's not important to him by any means. Well, and there's there's actually one guy uh, at Chan's mm-hmm. who tested with me last time for his green belt, and the only reason the only reason he tested was because Chan told him to. Because really, you can't be a, at Chan's. You can't. I don't think you can be an assistant instructor until you're a green belt, technically. Ah, and. Chan wanted him to be an assistant instructor, so he kind of prodded him into taking the test. Um, he was taking his red belt test, or he was taking his green belt test. Why was he wearing his green belt? He was wearing a green belt. See his blue belt test. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's I don't know the color order, but I know he's wearing green. He's taking his blue belt. Well, I, mean, I think that goes back to the other students. At which point, why is this green belt leading the class? Uh, you know what I mean? You know a lot of test where people think that. That's yeah. When you know there's this rule or whatever that you've established to say, hey, if you're going to teach, I think if you're going to teach, then you need to have the belt. We've talked about this before. Right. You have to have the belt because other people who just don't have these opinions or don't know what to do, right. that belt does mean something to yes. them. And, and, you know, they'll find out more about it later, right. about how much it does mean to them or doesn't. Yeah. But up to that point, I mean, could you imagine going to a school where your teacher didn't have a black belt or something? Well, can you imagine going to a school... I agree, because it's a lot harder to unlearn yeah. the wrong way than it is to just learn the right way. And frankly, I'd be pissed if I went to a school where they put an instructor up there that didn't know. that didn't correct me and didn't teach me the right way because my body is going to learn that way. Right. And then if, like, you know, two weeks later, a black belt is teaching a class completely different. Well, can you imagine walking to a school where there's there's 20 people in the class and nobody's wearing belts at all? Right. And I know that for me, at, at Chance, when we do group exercises or, or, or pair exercises, I gravitate towards someone of like belt of, of similar belt right um, yeah because you learn about people of similar skill I mean, you have somebody who's way too skilled and they're bored and it's hard for you to learn something depending on how they and, really and occasionally channels say you know you guys have to mix it up a little bit right um, so that but I don't necessarily know that's, that that's a tremendous benefit to the upper belts but well it depends I mean if they're teaching but it is it is. Although, my husband, whenever he's trying to use me as a dummy, <laughs> says that I am difficult to deal with because I'm a wild card. I'll throw something oddball, and it right. teaches him to have to try to move a little differently. But you're not doing it. what the other people do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've talked about that with the Wing Chun, is that it, it, it has a tendency to be very insular. Yeah. And uh, However, again, you're working your muscles and teaching your body to do those things. You have to walk before you run. Right. Like once you get to a certain belt or your black belt, then you learn that, you know, I think at that point you should be able to know enough things and your body will react in a certain way that if somebody throws something you've never seen before, right. you're still going to react properly, but you're not going to do that as yellow belt. Well, the interesting thing, like no, you know? Uh, the interesting thing, though, is at Chan's with the Wing Chun, I have never seen anyone try a defensive technique against a haymaker. 
And that's not the point of the class. Go to fucking boxing class then. Well, I'm just... Uh, damn, dude! <laughs> Yo! I went I'm for saying it has to be a little bit insular, that's all. As opposed to attacking the work against it. Well, what do you mean you don't throw haymakers? You don't throw haymakers. So you don't defend it. Essentially, in Wing Chun, or at least in this class, you defend against the attacks that a Wing Chun practitioner would throw. Right. <laughs> I'm going to my English class and being pissed that I didn't learn fucking thermodynamics or something. Like, I can't do math. I did this class. Well, no, I'd be more into um, going to... I know, um, I just like to use uh, really extreme a examples. class on grammar and, you know, but you also wanted to learn... You also wanted to expand your vocabulary. Right. They're related... And in order to actually get, you know what I mean? You can't, you, they're still related, and you still need that. I mean, you can write it's sort of like grammar, but you don't have to have vocabulary. If you went to an English class and they left out... But then out, I take a different class for that. And they left out prepositions. <laughs> so, when I get a hold of something, I'm like a terrier. I'll just worry it to that, then I don't even know how I'm talking about it, so well, I need to stop. Again, you know, we talked about that. I'll start. you it. The saying and go has in my opinion, to be a really nice balance. Because that does m more often teach you to defend against uh, a more a, a wilder opponent, right? You know, well, because the point of our class, you know, the Indian martial arts is, is different, right? Right? I mean, the point there is I, and I think the thing that, and this is the thing that appeals to me, and and most of the martial arts I've ever studied that appeals to me is I want to be able to to walk down the street and if some crazy fucker comes running at me, right. have some semblance of a chance to defend myself right. against that. Right. He's not going to throw a one inch punch at you. No. He's going to throw gonna a wild He's going to be on me and kicking at me and throwing beer bottles at me and right. trying to take my head off with everything he does. Right. And he's not going to be controlled. He's not going to keep his elbows and he's not going to do a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know, but if you're not exposed to people who act like that, it's very odd when they do because you're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Right. You know? Well, and that's why we have always said, in, explore your martial arts. Yes. Take more than one. Yeah. At least for a little while. Because nobody covers it all. Nobody you gets it piecemeal all. together. Yep. Absolutely. So let's wrap it up because we've talked about a lot of shit. Wow. My battery's going <laughs> on my, uh, my iPad here. So... Uh, well, uh, let's do sign offs. Everybody yeah, has to do that today. Thank you, Lana and Jen, for yeah, joining us. Thank you very much. Always more fun to have extra voices. A lot, of, <laughs> lot more fun. A lot more interesting. Even if you two are still talking too much? Even if there's a fucking <laughs> huge echo because of it. You will never stop us from no. talking too much. It's not possible. So, alright. I'll start it. I'm Sterling. I'm sick of counting fucking screws. I'm going to go have a beer. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm sick of having beers. I'm going to go count some screws. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm guest Leana, also the organizer of DS Fan Club. So come on by the forums. Yeah. And you're all welcome to come see my silly podcast where I read my own stories and poems at hodgepodgepoint.lipson.com. Got to get it in there. And you can also be found, several of your stories have been on the 100 Word Stories podcast. Yes, that's true. You should um, go over there and support me and everybody else. Um, it's it's full of crap .com. Lawrence Simon's the one that runs it. He does his own daily, and then there's a challenge every week, and I've been contributing for probably like three months now. So go over there and vote for me, especially now, because I am crapping out on there. So I need votes. <laughs> Your turn. You can't contribute without signing off. That's right. You got to sign off. 
I'm Jen. I'm argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> oh. We can.